everybody. Welcome to Spiritual Business Spotlight. My name is Sue Ellis Seller, and I am very excited today to be interviewing Erin. And Erin does a variety of different work. She does a Kakashic record. She does mediumship readings, um, house clearings, Reiki energy work. Um, so hi, Erin. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you today? Good. It's finally sunny here. It's been, uh, it's like 80 one day and then 30 the next with rain. So it's finally Ooh. nice to get some sun. Ah, Midwest. <laughs> yes, Iowa. Yeah. So it's very volatile here. You know, it. you really can't prepare. Right. Well, I'm from Indiana, so I understand like 80 degrees yep. difference in one day. <laughs> so. It snows at night, you know, this is the, it's a hard time of year with the kids and school and it's like, what do I wear today? I'm like, you need to check the weather because, you know, you might need to wear shorts and a sweatshirt. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this time of the year is so, it's, on the one hand, it's nice. Everything is starting to come out of the ground and everything. But on the other hand, yeah, you cannot predict what's going to happen from one minute to the next, it seems like. <laughs> no, because it was kind of nice. It was been cloudy all week, but then my son plays baseball three days a week and his two games this week were, were canceled because it was so rainy and thundery. It's like, oh, wow. So then they kind of postpone all the games. So it's hard to, you know, get a flow. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. But with your work, there's a different kind of flow and a different kind of predictions going on there. So why don't you tell us a little bit, because you have such a fascinating background and and the work that you do is really, you know, interesting and it's things that people really need these days. So can you tell us a little bit about your work? Yeah, so, you know, I'm saying my, my journey in the spiritual, you know, kind of kind of working and working with clients, I'm newer. Um, I've, I kind of always have felt a, an understanding, like, I think there's more, cause I would have lots of premonition dreams. Um, I know I had a snoring ghost that would always be by me, um, when I slept when I was younger. Oh, wow. And, but uh, my fear was so high. I think that, you know, my guide shut it off because I was literally, if, I mean, I just turned 40 this year and until I really started doing spiritual work, like, afraid of the dark like I can't sleep without a tv you know like oh, wow. you just kind of know somebody's always around without really knowing I think I was so afraid of what could be around that um the fear was just astronomical but uh, like my mom died when I was 16 so I saw a medium and you know here in the midwest it's not a very open or affluential place so it's not like you could easily find somebody to to do that for you. So when I moved to college here, uh, when I was 18, I found a medium, the only one for who knows how many hundreds of miles. And, you know, she just kind of told me, you know, your mom wants you to stop crying when you're alone. Like I'm a very strong person. I don't show emotions. And, and for her to kind of say that was like, Oh, you know, I know that it's real. And I just, the relief that she brought me was just huge. Like, that's all you want. You just want that, you know, you lose the one person you love the most in the world. And to be able to understand now that I have those gifts and to be able to help other people, even if it's just a simple message or um, if it's just a simple, you know, brush of the shoulder or, or a reassurance that they're around, a sign, a symbol, 
it's such a gift to be able to give that to people because anybody that's lost anybody, you know, lost a love, lost a, a loved one, a friend, a family member, it is devastating. Like for me, I literally shut off. I mm-hmm. controlled everything in my life from the time I was 16 until now, um, until the last about year, year and a half, two years. And you just control your environment. You control who you talk to, you control your relationships, the work that you do, you know, like you're preventing yourself from trying to get hurt. So it, to be able to kind of switch that for myself and heal and do all of the really deep work that I've never been able to do until I did spiritual work has been really huge for me. So, you know, the mediumship and the Reiki and spirit and channeling and angels and just everything that spiritual work has offered me is just what I hope to in turn be able to help other people with, you know, even if it's just one person that I can affect in a good way, like that's all I could ask for because it's, it's just, I don't know how you, you know, you probably have kind of a, you know, your story, like I, my upbringing was, was challenging, um, left a lot of emotional baggage that you don't really, I knew I stuffed everything down, but I didn't understand how much you stuff down until you start really doing your shadow work and, and digging in. And for me, how I describe it is, is like, like I, one of my meditations was they showed me unzipping and dropping half of myself, letting me, letting me release kind of, so I've seen a lot of death in my life, traumatic, tumultuous, prolonged Mm -hmm. illness type of death from my family members. And one of my meditations, they, they, we were on a beach and they all lined up and they kind of apologized for, for what happened, you know, they were sick. It was not like I blamed them, but I didn't understand how much I had taken in. Cause I, it started when I was very young and they just showed me, me unzipping and dropping half of me on the beach. And they're like, okay, you're done. You're done with it. Like, and I felt it like leave, you know, it's just, I, I would assume everybody on the spiritual path kind of knows what I'm talking about. Like they, they literally can feel, you know, like things that. dropping yeah, oh, the, yeah, the cutting, the clearing, the grounding, the, the everything that you do, you know, and, and I think it's all compiled because, you know, clearing your chakras and grounding and protecting, you know, because you're an empath, you're, you don't understand for 40 years, you're taking on these emotions, these feelings, the illness, the pain of everything of everybody you've ever touched. Like, for me, I'm somebody who I might seem closed off, but I always have the best interest of other people in mind. And I would do anything to help somebody because, you know, I never really knew that I knew what they were going through. I could feel what they were going through. Um, you can kind of call them, call them out when they're really hurting and they don't want to admit it. Um, but in a way to help them, you know, so I, I never really knew that me doing that all these years was kind of spiritual work. But now that I can kind of protect and clear and not keep all of that stuff, it's made a huge difference in, how I feel, my anxieties, pretty much, I'm not going to say I still don't have, you know, bouts, but I don't live in it anymore. My anxiety is pretty much gone. My depression, um, you know, those racing thoughts, waking up in the middle of the night, like all of that stuff is just like kind of been lifted. And it's, that in itself is amazing. Right. Oh yeah. I can imagine. And what, like, is I understand exactly what you're saying because part of it might have been the fact that you were taking on everybody else's 
emotions, like all of those emotions, and then not being able to process or understand how to fully, like, you didn't even need to integrate it. You just have to say, mine, yours, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really. And I really like that you brought up protecting yourself and making sure that you are watching out for your own energy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely, and it's, it's definitely a process of, you know, I have a spiritual mentor and I've done lots of classes. I read lots of books. You know, I'm kind of always soaking things in. And one thing I've really learned on the spiritual journey is I take the basics from lots of different things and I have to make it work for me because right. basic protection methods have not worked for me at all. So um, developing mine. And I think it's almost like you're giving permission to everybody to, like, I always tell people, anybody that I work with, or just anybody in general, like you take what I tell you, and then you have to make it work for you. Because if I say you have to do it this way, then you feel so much pressure. Like it's not working. It's not working. I'm doing something wrong. So, you know, for me, I've been able to kind of let go of all the prerequisites and do what works for me. You know, if an angel comes in, it's because I need that angel. You know, I don't necessarily call on a certain angel, they come in or, you know, so for me, it's really like a lot of times I'll just like, I remember before going into Target at Christmas time, I just hate Christmas shopping just because the people and the energy is just not, it's a little more negative. And I remember sitting in the Target parking lot and I just said, I'm, you need to, what do we need to do here? And Michael like covered me in blue electricity, never seen it before. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I just trust it. I trust that's exactly what I need. And it worked because I didn't, you know, people weren't making me angry and they're just, I think it's the rudeness that I have a hard time with at Christmas time. People are just so busy and they have so much going on. Um, so I kind of struggle with wanting to go shopping or being out in public, but, you know, so I just asked them, what do I need right now? So um, that's kind of what I love is like, I like to kind of have everything be custom, like one and dones don't always work for me. So I always just ask, what do I need right now? What do they need right now? You know, what's most important. So um, I think it's kind of cool on the process, how we all can maybe do things similarly, but we might do them a little differently also, but we still get good results, you know? Right. Right. Sometimes it's not necessarily the, the one, two, three following the directions, but really kind of the overall intention, like setting the intention and allowing the work to come through you. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, you know, kind of letting your, your ego go enough to do that is, is definitely a lot of work um, for somebody who's controlled everything their whole life. That has been a challenge for me to go with your first thought. So now anything I know if something is in my mind before I even speak, I know that I just need to say it and be done with it because that's there. You know what I mean? So like I've really been able to let go and just, and just go with it. So, um, you know, kind of that ego part is I've not conquered. Nobody's perfect. I'm never perfect. But for me, it's just, it's get it. It's just pretty easy now to be like, Ooh, like you say it before you even know what's happening. You're like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> But that's really good, and that's part of the, the the skill you have to say, or the practice. You really is being able to allow what comes to flow instead of trying to filter everything, or really like um, 
yeah, control it. Like you said, be in control of what the outcome is, because if you let it flow, then you know, you're just tapping into that intuitive message and working at it from there. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting sometimes because people are like, their eyes get real big and they're just like, you know, I had one lady who's just doubting everything that I said. And you know, it starts kind of shutting you down where I kind of just spit it out and her friends happened to be sitting there and she's like, you told us that story where your dad used to do this. Cause he, he was showing me something with the ear, like flipping a coin or, you know, how like grand, my grandpa would always pull something from your ear. And she's like, Nope, Nope. He never did that. Nope, 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 Nope. And her friends were like, yeah, remember, 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 you know? So it, it start, it's, it's such a conscious process, you know, because I say whatever I'm getting because it doesn't always have to make sense to me. Right. Um, totally. I always kind of say days, weeks, months ahead, you know, you might see a picture, somebody might say something and it'll kind of make sense. So, um, kind of letting yourself just be in that moment also is, is part of the process. You know, you we're, we're kind of just the conduits. We don't necessarily have to interpret or understand. We just have to kind of, you know, relay what's going on and. Right. And I think that shows up in my life a lot too, as far as like the perfect image or the perfect little sentence or just something, you know, you're thinking about whatever. And then all of a sudden you see exactly something that exactly fits what you need to hear. And for us doing this work, sometimes it is that we become Mm -hmm. that, that signpost or that, you know, like you said, we're just conduits for the information to come through. And that's, and I love that though, because when you realize that you're a conduit, then all the ego disappears out of it. It just, it makes it so much easier to, and you know, I grew up Catholic, so they're very strict and very, so it took me a while to let go of thinking that I was going against God. You know, there's just so much programming that, that happens on that level. And it took me a long time. Like I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to go to hell. Like, you know, you just have all of these, these racing thoughts. And when in reality, I've never been closer to God. Like when my mom died, I stopped talking to him because, um, you know, I was like, how can you leave me in this most important time in my life? Like, I need you. I need love. I need to feel, you know, somebody is there. And, um, I actually channel him quite a bit. So, one thing that he told me was, he said, I, this always makes me kind of tear up and I'm not an emotional person, but he just said, um, I never left your side. You were in so much hurt. You couldn't appreciate or understand that I was there. You couldn't feel me there because you're, you're living in your, your hurt body, your pain body, your, your grief, you know, he said, but I never left your side. And even just to know that made such a huge, it filled my heart, you know, because it's like, it makes sense, you know, cause I, I shut off, you know, and, um, I think just, you know, in, cause you're on this side of it now, it's so different. Like people are like, Oh, I'm so sad that somebody's gone. And it's like, a lot of times, you know, you kind of just get messages right away, but you know, the overall is cause a lot of times they'll come to me as soon as like right when they pass and they're like, Oh my God, this is cool. They love it. Like they, they love the freedom, especially if they've been sick they're kind of like, Oh, this is great. Like, how could I not love this? You know? And to try to explain that to people, I think it's, 
some I don't think quite understand, but like just being able to see them and know and truly feel how much better they are. Like it's an awesome thing. Like it's so hard to describe, but I know you understand, but it's hard to describe to people who kind of don't, you know, aren't on that side of it, but the, the relief of what truly happens over there and everything is, um, man, it's, it's truly like, it kind of bridges the gap in grief for me. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that's part of it is just really like understanding that it's just a shift of, of where you are. Like you're, it's being on a different plane and it's having all of, like you said, all of the pain, all the disease, all of the earthy, earthly problems just disintegrate and being able to have some freedom and just to be in spirit and really be able to, I mean, on the one hand, you can interact with people that you love in a tangible, like, you know, tactile way. But on the other hand, always being there Mm -hmm. is, and, and being free from, yeah, like you said, the pain, the sickness, everything it makes a lot of sense. And, and I know you, and it's, it's the same, like, you just know that it's just changing where they're standing. It's not that they're gone. It's just that they're not right next to you anymore. You have lots of stuff going on in the book. <laughs> well, like, Did you I see that too? I just saw a big shadow go across yeah, the Yeah, you've had like no four of them. Outside, so. okay. Yeah, I get, like I get. Street or something? Because I've seen like, that was the biggest yeah, one. there's nobody out there. Okay, okay. It, I'm actually going through DNA activations right now. So things have like really amplified. So I'm excited to be teaching that soon. But um, oh, cool. the my experiences have, that one was a car. Okay. My experiences have been like really amplified the uh, last the last while I've been doing it's a 12 week so it's okay. it's really stepped up it's kind of like have you been through reiki uh-huh yeah with the reiki cleanse so it's like like a 12 week spiritual cleanse so it's oh, wow. it's uh it's it's good and bad it's you know you're you're kind of dredging up everything again but um it's, I'm getting lots of cool new ways to clear and I'm getting tons of symbols and um, stuff that I can use after Reiki, they're telling me. So it, it's a pretty cool ride, I guess. <laughs> well, that yeah, it sounds cool. And this is a class that you're taking or how are yeah, you? It's okay. like, a D, like the DNA activations, like the 12 strand activations. So every week you kind of go through a new, oh, okay. uh, a new set. So um, it has been interesting um so for me my reiki cleanses so i'm a reiki master teacher so you know the first three you go through cleanses for 21 days mine lasted longer than 21 days but um they were hard for me like very hard um a lot very emotional probably because i've stuffed the emotions for so long uh very very emotional and um you know traumatic for me but you know that's not to deter people from doing it it in the end, it's a huge thing. It, it uplifts you spiritually. It really helps to cleanse and clear. Um, and obviously, those are things that needed to come out that I had stuffed down that I, I didn't really know or understand. So um, this DNA activation kind of does along the similar lines. So um, it's been pretty pretty good so far. Sounds intense. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because, but there has been so much too, like going on energetically. Everybody has been saying it's just an intense, intense time right now. So I can imagine adding this activation to the top of everything. It's just like, Oh, oh, wonderful. (laughs) And it's really interesting. Like, like I've always loved the moon and felt very connected to it, but I notice more that I go down my spiritual path. It, the moon affects me more and more and I don't really do much with astrology or, or anything like that. So, you know, I kind of have to Google to see if things are going on, but uh, you know, I don't know houses or, you know, um, there's only so much brain space. So you just got to take it as it comes. But um, the moons, I, I can definitely tell as time goes on, affect me more and more. So um, those are definitely things that I kind of, the new moon, the full moon, I, I really, I kind of pay extra attention to, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And for me, the time of the year has become really, really significant. Like, like the energy of the seasons. Okay. I've noticed that. that, Because that'd be about this time too, almost, almost summer. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're really shedding a lot of the old and, and everything is kind of bursting forth and all that new life almost is coming yep. out. It's spiritual life as well. I mean, it's just a part of our nature and a part of the, you know, experience that we have here on earth. Part of it is the spirituality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's finally starting to turn green, which is a good feeling, you know, here in <laughs> Iowa, everything turns pretty brown and ugly. So it's, it, it, it's super refreshing kind of like you should said to you know the flower like I planted flowers last week and grass is growing it's just it, you just feel a little bit better you know it's kind of like the Christmas lights it's like you get kind of that that burst a little bit oh yeah yeah like that nice energy like I just stand in my window and absorb the green like oh, oh it feels so much better because we have we don't have brown we have gray for like six months it's just gray just gray yeah so this green is just like oh thank goodness (laughs) yeah that's how that's kind of how I was too you know six seven months you're pretty much stuck indoors it it starts getting to you after a while Mm. oh yeah definitely so you do mediumship work and then you also help people manifest is that what so um so I've done a couple like teaching kind of the basics of manifesting so for me, I kind of lump everything together. You know, to me, mindset is incredibly important. You know, to do manifesting, you have to do your mindset. Um, you know, so I kind of call it spiritual life coaching. You know, whether you want it on the spiritual realm or not, I, I use spirit. So um, I use spirit in Reiki and I use spirit uh, heavily in Akashic and anything past life, you know, angelic. So that's just kind of it's easier for me to dig into people using spirit. So I asked my spirit team to kind of help their, have their spirit team help or whoever, for me, I always just ask whoever needs to come forward. So if it's their spirit team or a grandma or a friend, whoever, um, angels, they usually kind of step forward for me. And then, you know what I mean? It's for me, everything's like so custom because somebody might come to me because they need self-worth, but in reality, spirit says, no, they kind of need this, you know? So, um, if I'm doing Akashic, I usually talk to the person ahead of time. Cause I kind of do that in private and then I send a report and then, um, there's time left in that session for questions, you know, if they have questions about anything. Um, cause I kind of go really deep and I do some 
like intensive clearing and cutting and stuff during that session. So, um, I found it's just better if, if I do it, um, you know, sometimes it's harder if you have to stop and answer questions while you're doing it. Um, so I prefer to do Reiki and Akashic, um, privately. And then I kind of send like a audio file and then, um, time for talking, but, you know, I kind of discuss with the person ahead of time what it is they're looking to do. And, um, and then a lot of times the spirit will be kind of like, Oh, they kind of really need this. So then I just kind of talk with the person and say, you know, this is kind of what they're saying. So it's kind of, it's, it's kind of a custom, you know, if somebody's like, Nope, this is what I want. So then I, you know, I focus on that, but, uh, usually spirit kind of says, or, you know, it's, they, we can work on that, but they really need to meditate and do self. So there's a lot of homework. There's a lot of, it's all custom. So, you know, one person might just need to meditate and one person might just need to like punch stuff, like take boxing classes. You know what I mean? Just, right. um, so I, I kind of like that part about it. Cause it's not, it's not a program that everybody has to kind of, like I said before, you know, the, um, the individuality of it, because we don't all need the same things. We might need a, a basic, but so, you know, for me and in, in the work that I've done for myself, it's, you know, the mindset has been really huge. Um, for me, I had to change my mindset to be able to manifest, to be able to, um, for me to tie everything together. So, um, you know, I'm definitely not like Abraham Hicks type manifesting, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, I've read the books, listen, you know, you kind of, for me, I soak in all the information I can. So I kind of take what I need and, um, make it work for myself. So, and I just try to make things simple for people. You know, if they want to have one-on-one sessions, that's awesome. If they just want to follow my Instagram and see the tips that I put, then that's what they need, you know? And, um, really it's, I've, I've really just left my spiritual work open. So I kind of, that's why I'm doing the DNA activations. I was like, you know, sounds interesting because I, um, if I enjoy it, then I'm going to teach it. Um, you know, I kind of did the same with Akashic. So I kind of learn as much as I can. And then, um, if it's something that really resonates with me and really clicks, then, then I kind of turn around and do it for other people. So. Right. Well, that's good too, because I think that right now we're at a tipping point too, with kind of needing more people to learn this. And there's so many people who are interested so if you're absorbing all this information and then you're able to actually teach other people how to do it, that's wonderful. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it's interesting how the Midwest is, and I'm not going to say super open spiritually. So it's interesting when you're just kind of talking to people you've known and they kind of say something, you're like, you know, there's kind of the trigger words like, um, um, there's a guy that I work with and he kind of talks to, he's, he mentioned something the other day and I'm like, I've known you for seven years. You've never once said that word, which it's kind of like a spiritual word. And I'm like, you know, so it's kind of, it's nice. Then you can kind of start. So what I kind of do now is I kind of just talk to people just on a normal level and just try to help them without, without them having to ask, you know, if I've always been, so many people have come to for advice to, to vent to, to, um, so now that I kind of know why that's always been happening, um, I just try to make them dig a little deeper, like take some responsibility for yourself, know what's going on. Like, um, you know, and I never just sit there and, and if I'm having a conversation with somebody, ask their guides, you know what I mean? I always, I have that very fine 
line for myself of, I never invade somebody's private space without, without consent. But, um, you know, I just asked my guides, is there something I can do for them right now? You know, like, is there something that they need? Do they just need a shoulder, you know? Um, so I all do that approach, but I won't be like, okay, contact his, you know, their guide to, um, so I think being able to do that now is, is more helpful because I, I still want to help people. Um, but if you can do it a little bit more directly, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's tiptoeing a fine line as well. Sometimes it's really kind of, um, okay, I know something, but I don't, I can't, you know, um, what's the word? invade your privacy or something like that really by like oh okay your guides are here and then you know mm-hmm. my guides yeah. are telling me something so I'll just kind of keep it on a on a human level instead yep. of going that one step deeper yeah so usually you know I you know you kind of turn it off so um I most most of the day I'm so busy anyway with my with my job that I don't I don't even think twice um but I'll get a lot of random thoughts that I kind of write down for myself. You know, if there's something I'm supposed to be doing or working on or um, those random thoughts. So I kind of jot them in an app that I have and then um, I kind of move on, you know, so I, I definitely don't turn on 24 um, seven. It's, it's too much. You know what I mean? It's, there's not enough mental space for 24 seven spirit and kids and job and, bills. You know what I mean? There's just, you don't have that type of headspace. So, um, so in reality, you know, I, I just kind of shut down most of the day and then unless I always just kind of leave it open. Like if there's something that you need me to know, you need to discern it so I can understand. And then, you know, it needs to go back up. Like the wall needs to go back up. So, um, that's just kind of how I've been able to help myself really. Well, and it's important to be able to have that boundary or to have those boundaries in place because I know sometimes like, like, yeah, right after I got my first attunement and I would go anywhere and it was just being assaulted by, by everybody else's um, feelings and emotions. And you can't really go anywhere because you're like, wow, (laughs) you know, like, Mm -hmm. But if you have to learn, okay, now is a time, now is a good time for me to be able to do this work. And okay, or now is time for me to do like um, work work, <laughs> you know, and not yeah. spiritual work. So yeah, yeah, definitely it's something. And then, yeah, there are times I have to have the mental space and everything for my kids and my house or whatever. But yeah, there's always that like, if you're working in the garden or whatever, and you're just like, download, okay, got to go run and get a notebook. <laughs> uh-huh. I know sometimes you're just like, oh, I got I to gotta write this down, you know, because sometimes you're like, man, that was a good thought. And then you, five minutes later, you didn't write it down. You're like, crap, you know, you're yeah. just like, oh, that was a good one too. And um, so it's funny how it happens, you know, but um, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's just a process and you just like lately, especially with these activations, things have been ramping up and, um, you know, I don't know, like I see lots of galactic things and it's something that happened after my, my retreat in Sedona. Um, basically it turned on, you know, that was the one thing that I never wanted to happen on my spiritual journey. And, uh, well, 
<laughs> it happened. And um, actually on my TV this week, um, we use like sling TV. So it's a streaming. So it shut off. And I look at my TV and this big green face is in my TV. And I was like scared to death. And I haven't been scared at night for quite a while. So I'm like looking down at my remote, trying to point it at the TV to get it to turn on. And I'm like, okay, it's 10 minutes later, same thing happens. And then 10 minutes later, same thing happens. And so then I was just so scared. I couldn't sleep. And um, cause I kind of have a six foot protection boundary at all times. And, you know, they know they're not allowed to wake me up or touch me while I'm sleeping. And, um, I was kind of channeling about it the next day. I'm like, listen guys, what's up with that? Cause that really freaked me out. I don't want that again. And they're like, you never said we couldn't be in the TV. So like you real, I've really had to be really firm on my boundaries. Like you can't be on my walls. You can't be in my ceiling. You can't be under my bed. You can't be on my TV. Like you cannot wake me up. Um, because it's so scary when there's spirit there and you're sleeping, you know, cause you wake up suddenly and you know, something is there, like, you know, you know, and I, I wear glasses. So, um, if my room is dark and you know, something is there, you're just super freaked out. So, uh, I really, you really have to, the more you evolve, you really have to, um, you know, be, you know, strict in my process. So I had to be like, you know, no, no, you cannot wake me up. You cannot wake up my kids. You cannot wake up my dogs. You cannot, you know, like the, the house is a no holds bar. You are not allowed to disturb us while we're sleeping, anything like that, you know, cause they thought it was funny. I'm like, dude, that's not funny. Like, not, right. at all. not at all, you know? And I'm like, if I could see that without my glasses on, I'm way freaked out. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it was definitely a, you know, and it's all a learning process. They're like, well, now, you know, like, you know, you got to be more specific. I'm like, wow. I said, I thought we had some, you know, my theme for this DNA activation has been trust. And, um, uh-huh. they're, they're, they're blowing out my boundaries on trust big time. Everywhere I turn, it's like, oh, you guys are killing me. But, um, they're like, it's all a lesson. There's all, there's, there's reasons, there's meanings, you know, and kind of that having that faith, you're just like, oh, yes, I trust you, you know, yes, I'm giving it, you know, like all of this, like they're just making you reaffirm, you know, and it's, it's, it's an interesting process to give up so much control and thought and, um, and expect, you know, expect things in return, like, you know, knowing they're going to be there, knowing they're going to guide you, um, it's really a huge, so a lot of the work that I do in Akashic is, the soul versus the human. So they show me so many things with who we are, portions of our DNA, every lifetime um, that they've really been telling me that in our lifetimes, we do something like one significant thing every lifetime. And we're supposed to try and figure it out each time we're human again, so that we can use all those gifts in one lifetime. And what they told me was in this lifetime right now is where people are really starting to figure out that they've, um, so I hate to say these terms because it is what we would understand a witch, somebody that makes potions, somebody that, you know, so what I see in past lives and in, uh, Akasha records a lot is how we would associate it today. Um, but it's more like essential oils, um, right. You, you know, home herbs, like, like things like that, but they kind of say like witches and potions and, because that's what we would understand. Um, 
But like this lifetime is what they're telling me is where people are figuring out everything that they've done in the past so they can use them all together. So I think that's why for me, like I'm not a braggy person, but to, for me to be able to kind of make all of these things work to me is a huge thing because, you know, not everybody can do everything. And, you know, I work really hard at it. I, I do courses and reading and practicing and you know what I mean? I, I, I work very hard cause that's just who I am. But, um, as a collective, everybody's kind of being triggered and figuring out, man, this seems so familiar, like the essential oils and how to use them, you know, uh, more <laughs> yeah. and more holistic doctors. You know what I mean? Like people are really, they, they're, they're telling me the theme for this lifetime for everybody is they're kind of collectively, you know, they, what they show me in the past is Reiki wasn't really Reiki in the past, but there was forms of energy work. So, um, everybody's kind of figuring out they're kind of reigniting pieces from their, from their past and using them all together, which I think is awesome because we've gained so much knowledge over all of our lifetimes to be able to pull them in together is really cool. Like they don't ever, they'll never come out and say, yeah, you did that. Yeah, you did that. You have to figure it out or have a kind of an inkling or a feeling and then they help you. Um, but they don't come out and say, well, you were this and this and this and this without you kind of digging into it a little bit. You know, if you have a session with somebody or you visit somewhere and you're like, man, this is familiar or, um, then they'll kind of drop you some little hints. Um, but what they tell me is that they're not going to give you a list and say, okay, this is all the things you've done. Like it's our job to figure it out. Um, which I think is really cool. Um, but it's almost like a challenge, you know, to figure it out. Well, and and like you said, it's fun. And there's a lot of things that, like you said, exactly what you said, that they wouldn't consider witchcraft at all these days. But in those days, it was pretty much if you were a woman and you knew how to use herbs or you knew how to read or you were a midwife um, or if you knew what berries to use for a cough or something like that, then you were a witch. And it was just, you know, and, and I really like the fact that you said that like this lifetime we're, we're figuring things out and it's like a renaissance period where we're going back to like old ways of doing things because we've gotten so far with medicine and so far with, you know, science and everything like that. But we're coming into a new phase of like tying what people don't understand with what they do understand. So I've really, yeah, like we're at the edge, I think of another really big step forward. And yeah, I think so too, because, and it's really interesting because, you know, they kind of tell me, so, you know, DNA, I'm not a science person. I know DNA, but like what they're telling me with the DNA is um, like, I have a lot of weird illnesses that nobody can ever figure out, but they plague me. And They say because you're, so what they tell me is that we're, our our DNA, our fractions, who we are is so particled out. We kind of come together as a human and we, we have some main pieces of us, but we have so many pieces and parts that, um, modern medicine is, is struggling with kind of enlightened people because, um, they 
they can't treat it because they can never find anything. But we know, like, I know when I go to a doctor, I, I have these symptoms. This is happening when I eat this, like, and they kind of look at you like, you can't know that it's not possible. Um, I think five years, six years, I had severe gallbladder attacks and severe, like, like I was violently ill. And they said, you're just going to have to live with it until your gallbladder is bad enough. And so I knew like if I ate and I started getting this crippling pain and they're like, that shouldn't be happening. And then, and I remember I had to do that dye test. I don't know how many times. And, um, like I would just like kind of almost roll off the table because of the pain. She's like, well, you shouldn't be feeling that. I'm like, you know what I mean? But I'm just so in tune with my body. And I think our foods are so genetically modified right now that our bodies don't know what's going on. So um, it was really interesting when I was kind of started channeling about that and getting some downloads on, um, on kind of that part of it. You know, I think kind of the more, I prefer natural and holistic and, and organic and um, it just works better for me because I have a lot of food allergies that most normal people don't have. And it it's just an interesting, because they kind of tell me as a collective, people are just kind of taking their bodies back and taking control and um, that's why there's a lot of illnesses right now that doctors can't figure out a lot of autoimmune stuff. Um, they're quick to label autoimmune stuff because, um, they can't really figure out what's going on, what's causing it, how, you know, it's, it's just, it's an interesting time, I think. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I, talking about that, I read something from somebody the other day and they're saying, oh, you know, there's this intersect between, spirituality and wellness or like diet and exercise and everything like that. And, and saying it, uh, looking at it from kind of a negative perspective. But when I look at that, I think that in order for me to live my best life, I have to feel really good. And I want to eat in a way that, you know, makes me feel really good. And then your spirituality, everything is like, it kind of feeds into each other and everything so like you said good you know bio produced um organic um chem free we'll say chem free my daughter is like everything has chemicals mom um, (laughs) because she's a chemist so everything is chemicals you know (laughs) um but yeah like the pesticide free we'll say that pesticide free Mm -hmm. um you know organic closest to real food, real food. It's good for you. That's what your body recognizes as being food and it understands how to process it. Mm -hmm. And, and then, yeah. And it helps your spirituality. It's really an interesting, you know, kind of connection, but it's there. It is. And it's, it, you know, it's just something that I've kind of, you know, and Reiki, you kind of learn about blessing your food and, and doing those. um, But it's, like I have a lot of food intolerances anyway that I've known about for quite a few years and lots of allergy allergies anyways. Um, but it was just recently where I started kind of asking my guides, like, is this going to affect me? You know, and I had a session with somebody and she's like, Oh man, you, you know, tell me everything that you're taking and doing. Um, you know, cause I like, I make our laundry detergent. Um, I, I, I try to have as many, like my eye makeup is, is just, you know, normal makeup with probably bad stuff in it, but otherwise anything I put on me or, you know, I try to make it as chemical free as possible. And, um, so it's, it's kind of, it's just been recently where I've started to, 
ask my guides, like, Oh, am I going to pay for this? They're like, yeah, like you need to make a choice, you know? And, and they're like, you keep eating it. It's your problem. Like, um, but it's, it's really lately where they're kind of like, you know, or I ask, um, because I, I get kind of frequent sinus infections and I'm like, is this, if, you know, if I have to do a session, I'm like, is this cold medicine going to affect me? Um, they're like, no worse than the sinus pressure you have. You know what I mean? Or they'll just kind of say like, no, you shouldn't have caffeine right now. Or you no, know, they'll kind of say like, take your watch off, like my Fitbit, um, if I'm doing a session or so. And, and a lot of things with it is I, I, I expect them to just tell me what I need to know. And they're like, you have to ask. So, uh, okay. Um, so it's, um, I kind of just do it once a week because I'm not really good with like constant, like, Oh, thank you. And this and that. And, and they get that. That's just our relationship. But, um, so I kind of say once a week, you know, um, if there's things I need to know, I need you to tell me, I don't need, I don't want to have to ask you, uh, let me know if something I'm going to eat or drink or whatever isn't going to agree with me. Um, because I've been having these attacks where it just takes me down for like four or five days, like severe, oh, wow. like, like gut pain and, and illness. And, um, it's happened about four times in the last two months. So, um, I'm really starting to try and ask and, um, be even more conscious than I was before because, um, you know, I have them as a resource. Why wouldn't I use them? You know? So, but it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a process kind of like with all of it that I said, you know, you have to kind of ask, um, and I do try and quickly bless our food. And I've downloaded some new symbols lately that have lots of food or health and that type of stuff. So I kind of throw that on. Um, so, you know, I think it's just a combination of everything that if I forget, it's not a big deal, but um, it's just nice to have the the resources, the extra resources, you know? Right, right. And that's one of the things too, I've been talking with a couple of other people, having those resources is so empowering, like having the, you know, tapping into this energy and being able to ask your guides and understanding the lessons and messages that spirit sends to you is really a powerful thing to have in your life, even if you only tap in once a week, or if you say at every meal, you know, Hmm, is this going to work out for me or not? You know, it's, it's just so fabulous that you don't have to call somebody and be like, Oh, Hey, um, can you tap in for me? Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you know, you don't even think that, that that's a thing. Like, you're like, why wouldn't I, you know what I mean? It's right. sometimes you get so busy with your life. You're kind of like, why the hell didn't I ever do that? Like, why, what am I waiting for? Like I have them right here. Just use them, you know? Um, but we're just so busy in our lives that I don't think we always think about it. So to me, if I remember to, to think about it, that's them kind of trying to spark me being like, you know, think twice about it. Um, so I don't put a lot of thought into if I forget to ask them, but if all of a sudden I, like I had, there's peanuts at work and I was like, gosh, they look really good. And I, I'm allergic to peanuts. I shouldn't eat them. Um, I don't have the anaphylactic, but I just, I just don't feel good after I eat them. And I just had that thought of, Ooh, God, I, you know, so I kind of asked pendulum. I'm like, Ooh, I don't, I don't think they're like, uh, no, you know, they're like, no. So, so I know that they were kind of trying to spark me and warn me like, uh, you know, your stomach hasn't been feeling good. It's not a good idea. Um, right. so I kind of take that as, um, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't really asked all week about food until then. So it's like that I just really needed to know at that moment. So, um, 
you know, I think the more pressure you put on yourself, the worse it gets. So I kind of just, I try to do it a few times a week, be like, I need you to tell me, you know, if somebody needs to know something, if I need to be doing something or learning something, if I should or shouldn't be eating something, um, I really just need you to discern it. So I know, and I kind of leave it at that. You know, a lot of people have rituals and processes and I'm just, I'm just super low key. So, um, that's just kind of how I, how I have managed, but, um, you know, it does help. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think that there, I mean, for me personally, there are times when I use rituals and there are times when I'm just like, you know, thinking and just, okay, show me, you know, or I wouldn't even ask for something and I just see something and I'm like, haha, thank you. You know? <laughs> so it's, it's really, yeah, you have a lot going on behind you too. Like <laughs> what I've seen so far, I'm just like, Oh, wow. What's going on there? I know so. they've really been moving stuff lately. Like, like moving, dropping yesterday oh, wow. at work. There was, it was pretty, I'm in a pretty open big room and there's lots of cubicles in front of me and nobody was there. You know, it's kind of, you know, here the Memorial day is Monday. So everybody kind of scattered and I just like heard something drop from the ceiling onto a desk. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh wow. I kind of look over my computers and I'm like, alrighty, somebody's here, you know, like, all right. <laughs> right. Just letting you know we're here. <laughs> Hello. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants to work with you, um, they go to vintagemoons.com. And yep, that is my website. Um, so you can book sessions on there or just kind of read about sessions. Um, if you have questions, you know, I have forms on there. You can fill out an email or it's Aaron at vintagemoons.com. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Vintage Moons Aaron. And I do have a closed Facebook group and um, a business page on on Facebook. Um, but I do a lot um, on Instagram and I do some stuff in the closed group. I just haven't really figured out what I want to do in there. So, um, you know, I don't do really very many card pulls because I do do freelance graphic design work um, and marketing. So, um, I just don't have a lot of like free time to, to do like interactive card pulls, um, you know, three days a week we're at baseball and, and all of that. So I just haven't quite figured out in the group, you know, I know people go to closed groups to, to gain something and I just haven't really figured out what it is that I, you know, for free want to give people and, um, kind of a, you know, it's just kind of a process that I haven't really figured out yet. So, um, I'm just not putting pressure on myself to figure it out. So, you know, if you want to be part of it, totally awesome. Um, otherwise, Instagram, you know, I I kind of post, I, I post regularly on both. So um, kind of interesting stuff, tips, tricks, you know, if you want to know questions, um, just a kind of a lot of that stuff on social media. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. It looks wonderful. And Erin is E-R-I-N, just to let yes. people know and so that they don't misspell it or try. A-A-R-O-N is usually a boy name. So, yeah. Okay, okay. I just have to make sure when I'm here, everything American falls out of my head and everything is German. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is there any last, like, advice or guidance that you would want to 
tell the listeners and viewers that like if they're open or if they're curious about working with spirit, what's your best advice for them? I'll say, you know, don't be scared. Um, you know, for me, the preface is always, I have kind of my one routine I have is God, spirit team, guides, angels, masters, teachers, loved ones, galactic and elemental beings. Um, that's always how I start everything because it's always of love and light. So if you're really scared of spirit, scared of the negative, scared of what you could be calling in, um, just know that if you start the process of the spiritual process, you know, whether it's you want to become a medium, whether it's because you want to just do it for yourself. Um, meditation is like the number one place to start, clear your mind, have an intention. So what I always do before I meditate is I have one intention. Um, I write it out. So my meditation process that I created for myself is I walk through kind of a forest through a door and then I lock that door. So that means I lock out my kids, my work, my bills, my husband. Um, usually I see their arms coming through the door and I close it and I lock it. So I'm kind of in a decompression room and then I take a couple minutes in that room and then I kind of go out. So I'm usually on a beach cause that's just, you know, my kind of my happy place. Um, but I have one intention every time that I meditate. I don't leave it open. I don't try to cram a hundred things in. So I'll say, what do I need to work on with this feeling of anxiety? What do I need to work on with um, why I was triggered today at work? What do I need to work on or understand or learn or clear? Um, so that's kind of how I started. So, you know, and it takes a little bit of time to learn to clear your mind. Um, I did kind of start with some guided meditations on YouTube, but I quickly moved to just having music to drown out kind of my family <laughs> and TVs. Um, but I made that process for myself and my guides really pushed through it, you know? So, um, that is kind of for me been the number one thing for me to kind of shed and clear and understand. And cause that was when they really started. Cause I didn't know I was a medium. I didn't know I could be a medium. That was when they really started to bring in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of basically spirits that haven't been crossed over yet. And they would have me cross over hundreds of spirits at a time, hundreds, hundreds of them. I I had to figure out how to sort them. I had to figure out how to line them up. I had to figure out um, a lot of times suicides don't feel they deserve. A lot of times some people have questions, um, you know, so I had to figure it out like, okay, who's ready go. So I always have, um, I think it's my guardian angel, Ophelia. She opens the door for heaven. So I do cross people over kind of just one of those things for me that just happens. Um, so Ophelia opens the door and takes them up. Um, so that's for me has happened in meditation, lots of clearing, lots of, um, shedding my past, lots of, you know, traumas and healing that for me, meditation is what has really cleared everything for me. Um, that's so it's, and I don't do it a lot anymore. Um, but it's very, for me, like, and I'm not the sit there like this. I lay down on my bed and, you know, um, meditation is you need to be comfortable. You need to try to have it be quiet. Some people can run or do that. I need it to be kind of calm for myself, but, um, don't think that you have to fit into a meditation mold. You know, if you like to sit outside in the sun, do it, you know, put headphones on. It's just, you need to just be able to clear your mind enough. It, you know, you, I think with spiritual work and, a lot of people think that you have to 
be a hippie or smoke pot or do all these weird things, you know, like I've never smoked pot in my life. I've never, um, but you just, you kind of shed all of the beliefs on what it really is and start experiencing it. Um, because how you need it is how it's going to work, you know, and I always work with God and love and light. So I never, I, I do protect it. And, and I know that I come across kind of more negative things. Um, but my team prepares me for that. So, um, you just got to know what you're calling in. You know, if, if you're asking for the more negative, that's what you're going to get, but you got to be prepared to live with the consequences. Um, yeah. so, so for me, that was always kind of something scared me about spiritual work. I didn't want to be possessed. I didn't want to, you know, cause horror movies really freak me out. Um, so that's part of, it's all about your intention, you know? So if you're working with God and love and light in the universe, um, you still have to protect yourself, but you're not going to be calling in the wrong thing. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're worried about doing spiritual work because you don't want the negative, um, because that's kind of how I was, um, just know, and it really helps to have a mentor. Like, honestly, you know, I'm a mentor. I'm sure you're a mentor. Um, like a mentor really helps. And I'm not saying that just to get mentoring clients, but it really helps you to hone in and define, understand your spirit team, um, give you that customized plan, you know, um, because everybody can figure everything out on their own, but sometimes it's easier if you have a little bit of guidance, you know, and if you're scared in the process, then a mentor really helps you to figure out why you're really scared and and just work on it that way. So um, I think, you know, for me, it's just been a huge life-changing shift. Um, I've kind of moved out of the mom bot world and like, I always call myself the mom bot because, you know, all you do is work and kids and bills and, homework and, and cooking supper and, and laundry. Um, and I didn't want to live the next 40 years of my life like that. So when I figured out my spiritual self and you kind of shed all that, like you're, everything just opens up in a new way. And it's, and I've been able to help my kids. Um, I didn't know that they saw spirits. I didn't know that, you know, um, my mom sits on my daughter's bed. Like there's all these things. And, um, my daughter's 14 and, um, very, pubescent and hormonal and a little bit mean. So we've been able to work on protection and clearing and all of these things to help her and my son's anxiety, you know, so it's, it's for me just been able to change everything without having to, I mean, it's a lot of work, but without having to, I don't know, change, like turn our worlds upside down, you know? Right. Like you are given the tools that you need in order to serve yourself and to serve them and to help them out instead of feeling like you're at a loss or like, how can I positively have an impact here? Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And hopefully they don't shut their stuff off like I did, you know, like, like I kind of feel sad that I haven't had it for 40 years, um, which I know everything worked out the way it was supposed to for me. Um, but giving that to them at 10 and 14, if they can kind of keep it. And even if they don't do spiritual work, but they, they know how to use them for themselves, then um, that's a huge win, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Totally. And having them be open to it. And like you said, not shutting off to it, not being scared of it, not being like really like, yeah, like I think you must, you and I probably grew up in about the same era and there was just so much scary stuff 
on TV or everything. Poltergeist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poltergeist, Exorcist, Sybil, yeah. you know, um, Omen. Harry. Yeah. 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 Just everything was like framed in this really negative, scary way. And then when you start working with it, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much of a positive side to this life mm-hmm. that counters all of that. And like you said, I mean, it's really what you call into your space. It's really what you choose to work with and how you protect yourself and how you make sure that, you know, what you're working with is, is, I, yeah, like you said, light and energetically on a different vibration. And yeah. I think knowing that, that we are truly the ones in control, like, you know, that's what I had to tell my daughter was, you know, Bella, you are in control. If you don't want the spirits in the room, you have to tell them to leave. I can protect the house and I can protect you guys, but you still have to tell them your boundaries, you know? And, um, you know, she's 14. So it, it takes a lot of repeating because she doesn't always listen. But even my son, I'm like, he's like, I'm scared. I'm having nightmares. I'm like, you have to tell them to back off. Like, you know, like I'm trying to empower them to understand, like you are in charge. And, right. um, I think that's just part of the process too, is kind of taking control of yourself and, and knowing your boundaries. And, and I think it's always a work in progress, but just being able to give them that and not be so scared or, you know, freaked out. My daughter's like, I don't want to go to the bathroom at school because there's always spirits in there. It's like, well, I'm telling them to leave you alone. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and finally she's kind of like, not as scared, you know? Right. Right. And that's important. I mean, giving her that, that courage and that, you know, feeling of control, empowerment, empowerment is, it's important. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, well, Erin, I'm going to wrap it up. I really appreciate you taking the time and talking to me today and you're Erin, wait, no. Yeah. Erin, no vintage moons, Erin. On, on Instagram. Yep. Vintage Moons Erin. And then um, my website is vintagemoons.com. Yep. Okay. And I will put all of that in the show notes for everybody awesome. when they look. And yeah, thanks again for such a fabulous interview and taking the time out to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. So thanks for having me on. It was great. I'm excited. And hopefully we can do more in the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So enjoy your DNA um, work that you're doing right now. And yeah, yeah. And yeah, I want to check in with you in a little while and see how things are going for you. Great. Have a good weekend. Okay. You too. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Sue Ellis Seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight. And that was Erin from VintageMoons.com.